Soita Daf Yutches Amadalef, page eighteen, side eight. Further, Rav said, if Ksavo Al Shnei Dapim, if the Koyin writes the Megillah Soita over it on two, on two pages, on two sides, like the Sefer Torah, which is written side side, then it's Pesula, it's puzzle. Can have two columns. It has to be one column, because Sefer Echad Amarachmona. The Torah says it should be one. One book, one sefer, and it's mashma that you have to write in one column. But not two or three svarim, not two or three columns. Further, Rav said, if kosav ois achas ois achas, if the kohen writes one letter from the pasha soita, then he erases one letter, and then kosav ois achas, then he writes the next letter umochak ois achas, then he erases the second letter till the end of the pasha psula. It's disqualified. So even though that it turns out that he written and erased the entire Pasha, it's still no good. Because the Ksiv, because the Pasik says, that after the Pasik says he places the woman for the Hashem and should do to her the entire Torah, that it has to be the whole thing written together, not just written and erased. But Rav had a question, he wasn't sure. What is the din if Kosan based Megillus that if the Koyan writes two uh, Megillus for two Saitas, each one he wrote his own their own Megillah, their own Megillah Saita, but then he raises the both Megillus into one cup. What is the din? Are those water fit for checking? And each one would take to drink from the cup or not? And now the Gemara is going to explain the sides of, of the doubt. Because in the Pasha it says over there, it says, And we learn from this that the order of checking the Saita has to be done for the Saita which is checked. So the question is, Do we only need that the writing should be uh, for the particular woman and therefore Vehoika? That is, in other words, in that case, this water would be kosher because the writing was done for this woman. Uh, so now they can drink. We don't care. Or perhaps it isn't sufficient just that the writing of the Megillah should be the Shema or that Saita, but the Inanami, we also need that the Mechika, the erasing, should also be done the Shema. So it has to be recognizable that it was erased for this woman. And in this case, that both Megillahs were erased into one cup, so it's not recognizable that the erasing was done for them. So therefore, the water will be puzzled. And further, Rabbi, one is questioning the Imtim Tzolaymer, even if you're going to say that that we also need the Mechikilishma, that the erasing has to be done for this particular site, uh, and therefore in the previous case where he erased them both into one cup, it's going to be possible. What is the din? That if he erased the both Megillus in two cups, in separate cups. But then what happened? But after he erased it, he goes and mixes the cups together, both of these cups. Do these waters, are they kosher, they fit to check or not? 
The Gemara explains what are the doubts, what are the sides of the question over here. Mechika lishma be'inon. Do we just need that the mechika the race should be for the name of each woman, and so that you should be able to tell that it's done for this soita and this vahayika? This in this case there is because when the erasing was done, they were in separate cups, and therefore now it doesn't matter. They can take, drink both from the water that were mixed. Idilmar perhaps will say no that it's not sufficient that the writing the erasing should be done for that soita but we each one needs to drink the water that was made for her sake and therefore all of the dakoshasya this site isn't drinking the water that were prepared for her because of the water the whole of the dakoshasya the woman is also not love the dakoshasya is not drinking all from the water because there's water from a friend that mixed in there too and therefore the mind will be possible Further of it says, And even if you're going to resolve like the second side, that the Saita needs to drink specifically water that was made for her, and also by the drinking, and therefore, when you mixed up the water, we both them together would be possible. The question is, because... Because each one is not drinking their own, but they're drinking mixed in water of the other ones. The question would be, what would be the din if after they mixed it, the coin went and separated the waters into two cups and gives each one to drink their cup. So the question is, mahu, uh, what's the din of this, uh, this water, the kosher or not? So what's the question over here? Yesh Breda, do we say that there is a Breda, there is a choice, that when you divided them, the uh, matter is considered as if it's been verified or it's been chosen, that the water that was given in this cup of this woman, those are the water that made for her, and the water that was given in the other cup, those are the water made for her, and therefore the Mayim, the water would be kosher for checking. Or we say, it's not considered as if it was verified that each one received the water that was made for her. And therefore the, the water would be possible. The Gemara concludes, take that this remains in Adam. Boy, Rav had a question. If the Koyin did not give the Saita to drink the water from the Keli, from the vessel, but Hishka Besiv, he gave her to drink from a hollow sieve, Mau. Uh, what's it in? Does this is this considered uh, this type of drinking? Is this considered? Does this help to check her or not? And likewise, if he gives it to drink bishvayferes, that's a pipe, mao, does drinking like that help to check her or not? So what's the question? Is this considered a way that this is a way of drinking and this helps? Or this is not the way of drinking and therefore. That doesn't help to check up. The more answers take up. The more concludes that take up. Remains in the question. Rabashi asks a question. What happens? Part of the water, of the bitter water, after the Megillah was erased in it, was poured out. And some of the water was left over. Uh, what is it then? Can she be checked with the leftover water or not? The more concludes that take up. Remains the question. Why was it necessary to give two shvuas by the soita? Wouldn't one shvua be enough? 
the Gemara explains Achas the first Shavua the Kohen says Kohenim Shenim Chakam Megillah. That's prior to raising the Megillah. But Achas in the second Shavua he swears the Achas Shenim Chakam. After it was erased. So what's Maskiv Lo Rava? So Rava attacked this and says Tarvayu. Both of the Shavuos Kohenim Shenim Chakam Megillah Ksivon. In the Torah they're both written before the Megillah has been erased. So it's Mashma. It appears. It seems that both of the Shavuos the Kohen makes gives before erasing. But Rav disagrees and and explains it differently. That both shvus actually are done, come from the Koyan to the woman before they're being erased. But Achaz, the second shvus is The Koyan, in his oath that he administers, he also mentions the curse that's going to fall upon her if she had this relationship. But Achaz, but the First oath is a shvu she'enim Allah is a minister of shvuah, an oath that doesn't have a curse with it. The Gemara says, "Heichi dami shvuah she'yeshim Allah." How is it? What kind of shvu is it that has with it a curse? So Rabbi said to Rav that he tells her, "Mashbi'ani alayich." I admit, I make is putting a shvu upon you. By with Hashem's name, Shalaynit Mis, that you had not been come, you not been defiled, not become Tommy. And he adds, Sha'im Nit Mais, but if you did become Thomas, Yavoyu Bih, these waters should come into you, as the Pasik says, Lat space but Lat Bidyarah. The woman says Amen Amen, as he agrees to the Shwa, as he accepts this curse. The Gemara says, No. Amar Rabbi, Rabbi says, uh, this is not considered a Shwa so Allah, because Allah Lukhudakaima. The the curse that he tells her is by itself that's not part of the shvua. And the shvua that he tells her that she didn't become Tommy, that's by itself. It doesn't mention the Allah. The portion of the Pasik that says Shvua so Allah comes out that the Shvu is on the Allah, not two separate things. But in this case, it's separate. This one is the uh Shvua, and then it says, Shimnitmas uh but Rabbi said, the Shavu Sa'ola is in this language. I swear you, I make you swear, I miss the Shavu'a, that if you did become Tomei, then you should come and you the curse, and she accepts upon herself the whole Shavu'a. So you want to know, Rabbi Ashid, Rabbi said, this also isn't a good Shavu Sa'ola. Because in this case, Ola Ika, on the uh, Klola, he swears her. But Shvuleka, but on the actual act that uh, that she became Tame, there is uh, not there is no Shvua. Hello, Rabashi, but Rabashi says what it says, Shvua Sa'ola is as follows Mash be Aini Alaih, I swear makes put a shvu on you that it's true that you say Mashbalaih Shalainit Mais that you didn't uh, become Tame. And then he says, "V'imnitmeis." And if you did become a gamer, Yavoyu Bich should come in you this curse. So it comes out that according to Rabbi Ashi, the Mashbein Elach goes on both because it's Mashbein Elach Shaloi Nitmeis, and V'imnitmeis Yavoyu Bich. That the Mashbein Elach is part of it, uh, as opposed to uh, previously when uh, when Rabbi Amram Amarav said. Over there, Mashbein Elach Shalonit Meis. That was just the Shvuah, 
And then he says, Shim Nitmeis Yom Voibich, not Vim Nitmeis, that it's still a Shvua. Shim Nitmeis, that's just a curse. That's what the Gemara said, that it's separate. But over here, the Shvua goes on both. Now, by the uh, Shvua of the Saita, the Pasik says that Vamra Isha Amen Amen. She says two times Amen. Uh, she agrees. So now the Mishnah is going to talk why she says twice Amen. So the Gemara, the Mishnah, next Mishnah, the Mishnah asks Amahi Emeres, and what does the woman say, the Saita? Say in her Shavuah, she says, Amen, Amen, twice. And the Mishnah says that Amen al Allah, she accepts upon herself the Klola, the curse that the Kain said that should fall upon her if she was Mizana. And then Amen al Shavuah, she says, accepts on herself the Shavuah that the Kain administers to her. And it's as if she swore it by herself. And also, Amen mi'ishzeh, she says also that she swears that she didn't have a relationship with that person who the husband warned her not to go with, and not to go into seclusion. And also, Meish Acher, from, she also swears that she didn't have a relationship with another person. Why? And like further, she also says, Amen Shaloi Sotisi, that she's also agreeing that she didn't have a relationship even while she was a Reisur Nesua, uh, that she was a, uh, what she was betrothed and married. So, from here we learn the halacha of Gilgul Shvua. The halacha that you can roll on a Shvua, for although he didn't warn her when she was in Arusa, still we are going to put that in a Shvua also on that time now. Soita Daf Yudches Amud Base, page 18, side B. V'shemeres uh, Yobam Uchnusa. He also adds the Shvua for Shemeres Yobam Uchnusa. What it means is that if this woman got married in the uh, through the halachas of Yibum, that is that her uh, brother died, that his brother died, the new husband's brother died uh, without uh, children, and this, then uh, the brother was then meyabim her, and then he. Was Mekana, he warned her, and then she secluded herself. So he also was is able to roll up upon her a shvua that she did not commit adultery while she was a shemeris yabam. That means at the time that she was waiting for the yibum. So now the Mishnah goes back um, to what it says in the beginning that the Saita says, Amen on the Allah and Amen on the shvua, and. The Mishnah explains what does it mean that she says Amen on the Shvua, on the oath that she was given. On the, she says Amen on the curse, Amen on the Shvua. So what does it mean she accepts it, says Amen? That is like this. Amen, Shalonit Macy says Amen, that she accepts upon herself the Shvua, that she did not uh, commit adultery. It's as if she is swearing that she didn't do it. And then when she says Amen on the curse, she says, uh, If I did uh, become Tomei, I did commit adultery then, uh, the curses that are said in the verse should come in me, so she accepts that. So Rameir disagrees. And Rameir, Rameir said, besides the fact this says, that she swears, that she has not committed adultery in the past, she also says, Amen, that also that she will not do it for the future so we also roll in a shvua that she will also not 
uh, go ahead and do anything uh, like this, uh, adultery in the future. And if she will do it, so then the water that she's drinking now will affect her after she, uh, she commits that sin. The Mishnah explains, Hakel Shavim. Everybody agrees that a man the Chachamim who disagree whether you uh, are Megalgal the Shvur that she will not commit adultery in the future, they both agree, however, Sheimasne Imo, that uh, still we cannot have a Gilgal Shvur. You cannot condition here also loy al koydem shetisaris loy, not about before the time that she was uh, betrothed to him, loy shetisgarish, and also not about after the divorce that she is not going to commit adultery, uh, because uh, that uh, if that what would happen that after she is divorced, nistra leachad vinitmeis. Uh, um, that she was, um, she went into seclusion and she became uh, committed adultery. Another one, uh, and then her husband takes her back. So he did not minister the oath because even if she did commit adultery, she still is not prohibited to return to him. So there is no reason to uh, make swear uh, that she's not going to commit adultery because that's, that doesn't prohibit her from marrying him. Again, taking her back. Zaklo. Uh, this is the rule that whenever we make a shvua for her, the fact that we administer the oath is only that she didn't do something, commit adultery which she would, through that act become prohibited to her husband. But kol uh, but if it's a situation that she would not be prohibited, prohibited to him for such a kind of, uh, of a znus, uh, like if she was mezana, she uh, had a relationship before she became betrothed to him, so then he would not uh, make a condition, he could not be megalgal, he could not roll that shvua on her, because uh, that's not something that would prohibit her to him. Amar Abhuna says the Gemara now. Amar Abhuna says that Abhuna shemeres yabim shezin. So, a woman who is waiting to be for the yabim to be miyabim her for her deceased husband's brother, she has no children to um, to marry her. So then, if she committed adultery as to the yabama, then she's prohibited to the yabim. But then they make it in chalitza. So the Gemara asks me, my from where do we know that she's prohibited to him? And the Gemara answers, we can prove in our Mishnah. Since it says that he adds that uh, he adds that if he was Miyabim, his brother's wife, and he warned her and she secluded herself after the Yibim, we said that he's Megal Galileo, that he can roll up on her, as the Mishnah says, that she did not commit adultery while she was waiting to be Miyabim. If you would say it makes sense that if she commits adultery while she's waiting for the Yabam to marry her, as you know, that she would prohibit, she would, then she would be prohibited to the Yabam. Uh, like Rabbi Mnune is saying, that also then we understand. Uh, that's why he can 
condition that and he can roll on the other shoe on her. But if you're going to say that even if she commits adultery while she's waiting for the Yavim Loyasira, he does not prohibit, does not make her usur on the Yavim Hechemasna Bahada. So how could he make a condition? How could he roll on to her the Shavuah that she did not commit adultery during that time? But Nan, but we learned in the Mishnah, Zaklo, this is the rule, Kol Shilu Tiboil Vuleite Asuraloi, Lohoyamasna Imo that the rule is that if through the relationship that she has, uh, she will have a, a, a relationship, but she will not become usher to her husband through that relationship, he would not condition that with her, he wouldn't make her swear for that. So we see from our Mishnah, like Rav Amnuna, that a Shemeris Yabam that commits adultery, she becomes prohibited on the Yabam. The Gemara brings down, Amri they say in Eretz Yisrael, but Hashemeris Yabam who commits adultery is permitted to the uh, Yab. So the Gemara asks, But this that we see in our Mishnah that she says Shemeris Yabam Muchnusa, so we see that she would be usher on the Yabam, and that's why he can roll the Shvua that she did not commit adultery while she was a Shemeris Yabam. The Gemara says, Homani, our Mishnah, Tane goes like a Bekiva, he. Our Mishnah goes like Rabbi Kiva who says that Kiddushin do not grab hold on those who uh, their relationship is uh, prohibited by Allah. A person who was in the Kaddish betrothed a woman uh, who the prohibition for that woman, for this man to marry this woman is a Mahisra Lav, those uh, Kiddushin, those betrothal do not uh, apply, they do cannot make Kiddushin, and if she gives uh, birth to him uh, then the the Vlad uh, the child is a Mamzer, which means Umeshavelo ki erva. so Rabbi Kiva considers a woman who has an Isr love just like an Erva, just like a woman who is prohibited, when Isr Kodesh he applies the same stringency for a woman who's prohibited him only because of a love, only because of prohibition without curse. So according to his view, since the Shemeris Yabum is prohibited to the world, to other people, because there is a love, so if she transgresses that love and she committed adultery, so then she is like considered to be like a Aishas Ish, like a married woman, who uh, committed adultery under her husband, that she is pro- prohibited to her husband. And likewise, she is prohibited under Yabba. And therefore the Tana holds that he can roll also the Shvua, that she did not uh, commit adultery that time. However, we don't rule like Rabbi Akiva, but the Kiddushin, are applicable, the halacha is are applicable by Chayv because they're not considered like Chayv And therefore, a Shemeris Yobam, who is only Asur because of a love, if she committed adultery, she does not become Asur on the Yobam. So, boy, Rabbi Yirmiya, Mao, she asked no Adam on the stream on the stream. So, Rabbi Yirmiya was uh, not sure whether a person can also roll up a shvu on the first uh, marriage. 
So if a person divorces his wife and then he uh, brings her back and he warns her and she secluded herself in the second marriage, can he already roll upon her a shvuah that she didn't commit adultery in the first marriage? And likewise, he had a, a doubt with regards to a yobam who, who was meyabim, uh, his brother's uh, wife, uh, and he warned her, and she secluded. On the Mao, can he is Mao? What does it mean? Can he also roll on a shvua that she did not commit adultery while she was married to his brother, the one who died? And the Gemara says, "I'll bring you a proof to try to resolve these questions." Toshma. We learned in the Mishnah that Kol Loy such a kind, our Mishnah said that such a kind of adultery that she would not become prohibited because of that relationship. So the husband cannot roll and swear for the, make her swear for that. So we can learn from this that only uh, on a kind of adultery that she would not become uh, prohibited because of her, of that, then he cannot make her swear. But such a relationship and adultery that she would become uh, prohibited to her husband, so he could actually uh, condition that and roll it up on her. So from here we see, we can resolve all these doubts. Because if she was committed, if she did commit adultery in the first marriage, she would have been prohibited to him for eternally. And likewise, if she was, uh, if she did commit adultery when she was married to his brother, she would be prohibited to uh, because of this. So therefore, he is able to roll the shvuas over for those uh, relationships, because those are prohibited relationships. We learned in the Mishnah, Tanya, we learned in Abraise, which explains the intention of Rameir. It's not, this that Rameir says, that she also says, Amen, that she swears that she's not going to commit adultery in the future. So, he's not meaning to say, when the mayor, like, when the mayor said, the he did not mean to say, so that a mayor is saying that if in the future she will have a relationship, so the water now will be checking her. Hello. But rather, that's not what he meant. Hello. But what he meant is, what the mayor meant is, that if in the future she will transgress the oath that she made now, she would not. So then, the mind that she drank now, when she when they brought her to Basin because, when the husband brought her to Basin because she committed, she went in seclusion now, so then they will go back to her throat, and then they will uh, uh, verify that she committed adultery. Boyi Rabashi, Rabashi had a question according to the view of Rameir holds that she swears that she won't commit adultery in the future. Mahu, Is it okay for a person to condition about his marriage of later? So a person can make, administer an oath that even to say that even if he'll divorce her and then he'll marry her, that she will not commit adultery in the time of their second marriage. And the Gemara explains the sides of the doubt. Can he administer an oath only that she should not that she will not commit adultery during this marriage? Because since if she does commit adultery, then it turns out that uh, she is prohibited to him by the marriage. But in this case, 
since that during the first marriage, now she's not prohibited, even if she's going to commit adultery in the second marriages, but now, on the first marriage, she's not prohibited. So you cannot be Megalgal that would not prohibit you the, uh, to be married to your wife right now. Or perhaps, since that sometimes, a person does divorce and then he marries her again. So although that this marriage, she is not prohibited to him, but since she at the end will be usur with this uh, adultery uh, that she does later on, so then he can still roll up the shvur now. The Gemara brings a proof, Toshma, because we learned in the Mishnah, that everybody agrees in the Mishnah, although the um, mayor um, disagrees and he says that oh, we can also make a shvua that shaloi atamo that she will not be metame uh, in the future. But still, but on the adultery that happened before the betrothal, and the loyal the adultery that will happen after divorce, so uh, that they agree, and then we say, and therefore, even if at the time that she was divorced, that she uh, went into seclusion and she did did have a relationship, and then the husband returns, if that's not considered that she transgressed the shvush, uh, and therefore because he did not uh, administer our oath on this time. So we can learn from here that only on the uh, uh, adultery that was at the time that she was divorced, he cannot make a swear. But if she is going to, if she will be Mizana after, we will uh, bring her back. So then we could be uh, magalgal. You could roll the shavu. You could condition that. So here we see like the second side of the doubt that according to the mayor, he can also roll out the shavu too. So now the Braise learns how many times if the husband warns and she and she went to seclusion to the water. We learned in the passing the pasha so the word toiras is an uh, is an inclusion. It, it comes to add, and it's mashma that in all kinds of warning that the man warns his wife, they should do this type of uh, rule. So that a woman can drink and then repeat it again for each time that the husband warns her and she goes into seclusion. Rabbi Yehuda disagrees. He says the word zois we exclude and we learn that she doesn't drink and repeat that we only give a woman to drink once. And even if the husband warns her again and then she come, and then she went into seclusion, we won't have her drink a second time. There was a story that testified before us the digger of the sichim of the pits that she would drink and repeat. And we accepted his testimony to conduct ourselves by two separate people that if she drank once and her husband dies and then she got married to another person and also the second one warned her and she secluded then we will uh, have a drink but if the same husband uh, warned her once and then a second time and she commi- and she went to seclusion then we won't give her to drink say a third of you that woman will not drink and repeat whether it was 
two times by one person, and whether it's two separate people. So the Gemara says, Tanakama Nami, but Tanakama also that holds that the woman drinks and repeats, so it's mashma that even by one husband he would drink twice, but the question is, Achsiv Zois, it says an exclusion of Zois. So what are they going to exclude from this Pasik? And also, it's difficult, but Rabban Basra Nami and the Chachamim and the Braise, they hold that she won't drink more than once, even by two men. So the question is, Achsiv Toiras, it says to include, and according to their words, what did the Torah include with this uh, thing, with the extra word Toiras? And one answers, that one man and one person had a relationship, that if he warned her twice, that she shouldn't uh, have, be going to seclusion with that person that she hid with him. The No, there's no disagreement, and everybody agrees that after she drank one, the woman will not drink again with that same individual if he warned her a second time.